0: Be the peace.
1: you just what the Lord has done for me I'd have to tell you I'm not worthy of the blood he shed for me I'd have to tell how I was so blind but he made me see how he brought me a way when he gave his life Oh, when I look back and I see where Jesus brought me from, oh, it's a mighty long road back to where I used to be. from, I'm so happy, since the Lord, took all my sins away, he gave me something, that the world didn't give, it's not gonna take it away, he put it away. from oh when i look back and i see where jesus brought me from oh it's a mighty long road back to where the lord has brought me from i've seen a soul for i know where the lord has brought me from
0: tonight from the book of matthew the 26th chapter Matthew chapter 26 beginning with verse number 47, reading three verses, <clears throat> verses 47, 48, and 49 from Matthew the 26th chapter. <clears throat> and while he yet spake. Lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and <clears throat> the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, <clears throat> saying, <clears throat> "Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he, hold him fast." And forthwith he came to Jesus. And said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. <clears throat> and I'm preaching tonight that there is a way to hell from the gate of heaven. There is a way to hell from the gate of heaven. Would you pray with me? Let's ask the Lord to speak. There are so many questions that many times go unanswered. It seems as though that there are blanks that are never filled in. And we wonder how in the world it could be that a man who walked with Jesus while that he was here in the flesh that a man who saw the miracles that Jesus performed and heard his teachings slept by his side ate with him had daily communion and fellowship with Jesus Christ That a man that was one of Jesus' own, hand-picked, specially chosen, twelve disciples. We wonder how that such a man could ever go to the depths, stoop to the pits of deception. Of evil as Judas did. We think of Judas, and the name of Judas is one that we associate with other names such as Jezebel, Ahab, names that carry with them a stigma. That we want to have no part of. There's not a parent in this building tonight with their head screwed on straight that would ever name a child Jezebel. There's not a parent in this building tonight with their head screwed on straight that would name a son Judas. We don't want our children to be associated with Jezebel's and Judas's. The greatest infamy that could ever be carried by a name, I suppose, is carried by the name of Judas. There is no name with any more of a stench about it. No name with any more of a hypocrisy about it. No name any more sacrilegious. no name any more blasphemous than the character that we associate with the name of judas when jesus spoke of that man and in not even mentioning who that man might be or would be he said it concerning that man that would betray him He said it would have been better for that man that he had never, ever been born, that he had never come out of his mother's womb. It would have been better for that man. Judas, it would have been good had you never seen the light of a day. I feel like I'm going to preach to somebody here tonight. would have been good that you would never have taken one breath of oxygen into your lungs. Judas, it had been better, you would have been stillborn. It would have been better, Judas, that you would have been born without a heart. It would have been better, Judas, that. That, that not one time would your heart have popped within your breast. It would have been better for you, Judas, that you had never, ever even been considered or even thought about. And Jesus chose Judas Jesus picked Judas out of the multitudes. I, I, I don't believe that, that Judas was predestined to be the betrayer. Judas had to be lost. I don't believe he had to go to hell. I believe that Judas was a human being with flesh and blood just like you and I that are here tonight in this service. I believe that Judas was a man that had a mind, and he had a heart, and he had emotions, and he had feelings just like you and I that are here tonight. He was a man with a free will. He was a man that had the power to choose his own destiny. He was a man that had the power to choose the course that he would take in life. And Judas made his choice. Nobody made that choice for him. Judas made his own decision. Judas made his own choice. My God. My God. We might be prone tonight to ask the question, well, why in the world did Jesus ever choose Judas? Why did Jesus ever choose Judas? Do you do you think tonight that do you think tonight that perhaps Jesus could have seen that there was some kind of a potential in Judas for the kingdom of God? Do you think that Jesus could see that there was a possibility for Judas to be something great in his kingdom? My God. Could it have been that Jesus could see that there was so much that Judas could have done and that Judas could have been and what a blessing that he could be for the kingdom. We know that Jesus knows the end from the beginning. And 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 God in His in His omniscience, uh, He knows all things, and He knows the end from the beginning, and He sees and knows uh, whether or not that Judas is going to live for Him and be faithful and serve Him and he knows what the indecision's going to be but somehow in god's great love somehow in god's great mercy somehow in god's uh, omnipotent power somehow or another god just uh, sets that all aside and doesn't take those things into consideration and he goes ahead and gives us the power to choose and the ability to reason a will god knows which one of us that are here in this service tonight are gonna walk on streets of gold and he knows which ones of us are gonna be screaming in eternity in the flames devil's hell but god doesn't intervene in our lives to keep us from going where we want to go where we choose to go he'll let us choose our own course make our own decision make our own bed if you please whether it be in heaven or whether it be in hell Yeah, so why did Jesus call Judas? But before you get too caught up in asking that question, friend, maybe we ought to ask the question, why did Jesus choose you? Hey, hey, I want you to know tonight that each one of us in our unregenerate condition were no better off than a Judas was. And let me tell you also tonight that every one of us that are in this building have the same possibility resting in our bosom that Judas had. Both to do good and to do evil. Judas isn't the only one that's ever betrayed him. Judas isn't the only one that's ever walked away from him. Judas isn't the only one that's ever turned back upon him. Yeah, hey, I want you to know there Judas is still alive tonight. I said there are so many Judases that are still alive tonight. And let me tell you something else. I wonder... I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if there might be a Judas in this service. Hey, listen to me for just a minute now. I personally believe That when Jesus was teaching When he sat down by the seashore When he pushed out in the little boat When he taught the multitudes When he was teaching When he was in his ministry That there were many times That the words that he was speaking Were directed right to the heart of Judas And Jesus was concerned about Judas And Jesus had a love for Judas Hey, don't tell me it didn't tear his heart out When Judas betrayed him, don't tell me it didn't hurt. When Judas turned his back upon him, Jesus was concerned about Judas. Jesus loved Judas. And when Jesus spoke of covetousness, and when Jesus spoke the words, What shall it profit a man if he were to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I wonder if the searching eyes of Jesus Christ didn't look down into the heart of Judas, didn't pierce down. Into those eyes of deception that were so wary that were darting back and forth. And Jesus was saying, Come on, Judas, wake up, son. Don't you know what you're doing? Can't you see where you're going? Can't you understand where the road you take ain't taking? It's gonna end up. I believe that Jesus reached for Judas. believe that he tried to turn him around even right down to the very last minute right down to the last hour oh yes he looked around that room as they sat there partaking of of the passover and jesus said one of you will betray me i don't believe that he said that coldly I don't believe he said it matter of factly, but I believe that there were some tears that were welling up in his eyes when he looked at those 12 men that he had lived with, that he had walked with, that he had set so much close communion and fellowship with. And he said, one of you will betray me. Oh, I believe that even in that last hour, Jesus was reaching out for Judas. Come on, Judas, you can turn around. Come on, Judas, you can make a new start. Come on, Judas, you don't have to go on down that road. But the Bible says that Judas got up and went out into the night. And it was dark. And it was dark. And it was dark. Friend, I want you to know the darkest hour of any man's life is when he walks out on God. It's when he turns his back on Jesus Christ and goes back. Back to a world of sin, and goes back to the vomit that God brought him out of, and goes back to the wallowing in the mire that God delivered him from. Peter stated it in much the same manner Jesus did. When he said it had been better for that man, he had never known the truth. It'd been better that you'd never tasted. It'd been better that you'd never, that you'd never ha- heard one message that presented to you the gospel that would save your soul. It would be better for you to be born somewhere in some part of the world where the, the gospel would never reach you That after having heard the truth, after having tasted of the goodness of God, after having been a partaker, if you please, of the covenant of promise, for you to turn away from it and to count as nothing the spirit of God that delivered you from sin and the blood of the covenant that sanctified you for you to trample it under your feet my Bible says you don't have anything to look forward to but the fiery wrath of Almighty God if hell's going to be hotter for anybody it's going to be hotter for a backslider you yeah. It'll be harder for the simple reason that you at one time had, had such a close contact with God. It will be harder for the simple reason because that at one time you were on your way to heaven. You were on your way to hearing him say, well, done." you were on your way to walking on streets of gold. You were on your way to a place where there'd be no pain. You were on your way to where there'd be no sorrow. You are on your way to. Whether there be no diet, whether he said I'll wipe him a tear out of your eye, but instead of making it the way you started out for, you turned around, you made a U-turn, and ended up in the flames of hell for eternity to weep and to cry for eternity to regret the stupid ignorant decision of betraying Jesus and the apostles got ready to choose another to take the place of Judas they quoted from the Old Testament when they said for his habitation shall be taken by another and his or his habitation shall be left desolate and his bishopric shall be taken by another the habitation that he had the place the position that he held with god he was a chosen disciple and his habitation shall be left desolate and his bishopric shall be taken by another. Friend, I want you to know there's somebody waiting to take your place. You just go ahead and turn your back on God and walk out. There's somebody ready to step in and fall into cadence with the rest of God's army and march on to heaven. Oh God, oh God, oh God. You know, sometimes we get the feeling that the church just can't make it without us. And that God's just got to have us. Let me tell you something tonight. God does need you and the church needs you. But let me tell you, it doesn't matter whether it's the saint or the preacher that falls out. The church is marching on. I said, God's church is going to keep on marching on. God's church is going to keep on going. His kingdom's not going to stop for you or me. His kingdom and His purpose is bigger than I am. It's bigger than Judas was. His bishopric was taken by another. what a paltry sum that Judas betrayed Jesus for the price of a slave killed by a beast 30 pieces of silver the price of a slave killed by a beast And that's all that Jesus was worth to Judas. Judas, you mean you'd give up heaven for 30 pieces of silver? You mean you'd give up life everlasting, joy unspeakable and full of glory, peace that passeth all understanding. Judas, you mean you'd give all of this up? You'd give all of this up for 30 pieces of silver. You know, this life is just a few days and it's full of trouble. And you mean you want all of this in hell, too? All of this in hell, too. Anybody here in this building never had a day in your life that you were sick? Some of us had more days we were sick than we was well. Anybody here never had to worry about any bills? Most of us are worried about them tonight. Anybody here, you're you're not, had any heartaches? You never had any problems in life? If you were to tell me that, that, that you hadn't had any things, i I'd tell you it's the biggest liar this side of hell. Because we all had it. Whether you're in the church or out of a church. Whether you're living for God or not, you're going to have problems. You're going to have heartaches. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have bills to pay. I said whether you're in or out. Friend, all that some people are going to have is all that they have got in this life. All of the trouble, all of the pain, all of the suffering, all of the problems. And hell too. All of this had held to. Nothing, no hope, nothing to look forward to. Hell, eternity in a lake of fire, screaming and crying and gnashing of teeth, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dies not. All of the heaven that some people ever know is a little bit they can find here on earth. All of the happiness that some people ever know is a little bit they can find while they're down here. All of the joy that some people ever have is a little bit they'll have. here on earth. All of the good times that some people will ever know are the good times they're going to have here. Because where they're going there will be no joy. Not one time will you hear anybody laugh in hell. The only laugh that you'll hear in hell is the hideous laughter of the devil as he laughs in your face because that you were deceived by his stupid ignorant tactics. that aren't so stupid and ignorant right now, but when you get there, you'll realize how stupid and ignorant they were. But praise God on the other hand, all the hell some people are ever gonna know is the hell they go through on Earth. All of the pain that some people are ever gonna suffer is the little bit they have to suffer down here for a few years. All of the agony and problems and troubles that some people are ever going to have is those that they have during a few short uh, years of allotted time on earth that is described by James as being just a vapor that appeareth for a moment and then it vanisheth away. And when that vapor's gone, all my problems gone with it. When that vapor's gone, all my sickness is gone with it. When that vapor's gone, all of my all of my sorrows are gone with it. When that vapor's gone, no more bills, hallelujah. When that vapor's gone, no more sadness. When that vapor's gone, it's gonna be streets of gold. When that vapor's gone, it's gonna be walls of jasper. When that vapor's gone, it's gonna be Jesus. Hallelujah! When that vapor's gone, it's going to be shouting. It's going to be singing. It's going to be running. It's going to be dancing. Not for a couple of hours. Oh, no, not an apostolic faith tabernacle, but forever. Forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We have got so many successful fools. we got so many success- successful fools. Who sat down and look at all that they have been able to accumulate in life. And they say so take thine ease. You've got much goods laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and be merry. You got a long lifetime ahead of you. A lot of good times waiting for you. Can you imagine? Yeah, he was a successful fool. For God said, you fool, this night. Not ten years from now. You're not going to enjoy those big barns, not another day, this night. You're not going to have a laugh again this night. How foolish. That rich man said to his soul, soul, hey, I want you to know that guy's soul wasn't no more interested in those big barns than a man in the moon. That man's soul wasn't no more interested in all the grain that he could put in there. His soul wasn't interested a bit in that. Hey friend, I want you to know your soul's not interested in all that material wealth you can accumulate. Your soul ain't interested in that. So don't say it to your soul. You know what you can say it to when you put things out there before God? When you put your job before church? When you put the things of this world before the things of God? You know what you can say it to? You can say it to your old carnal nature. You can say it to your old stinking flesh. You can say it to your own selfish spirit. Oh, God. But don't say it to your soul. I'll tell you what your soul's interested in. Your soul's interested in laying up treasures over there on the other side where the moth can't get to it, where the rust can't corrupt. Your soul's interested in being in the house of God. Your soul's interested in lifting those hands up, those holy hands. And giving honor and praise to the King. hallelujah if you want to say something to your soul why don't you say soul I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord hallelujah if you want to say something to your soul why don't you say soul it is good for us to sing praises unto the Lord hallelujah if you want to say something to your soul why don't you say soul come on let's go to the prayer room tonight let's seek God tonight let's have revival tonight come on soul let's go and worship the Lord tonight oh your soul is interested in not the things that are material which are seen but the things which are not seen which are eternal Oh, God. John chapter 13, verse 2, it says that the devil having now put into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus Who put it in Judah's heart to betray Jesus? Who put it in Judah's heart to betray Jesus? Who put it in your heart to stop paying your tithes? Who put it in your heart to lay out a church? Who put it in your heart to say something evil against your pastor? Who put it in your heart to get at odds with your brethren? Come on, Judas, wake up, son. Can't you see what's happening, Judas? Judas? You get your eyes on back. Sometimes you feel like doing some saints that way, you know, when somebody just goes berserk and you and you gotta slap them across the face to make them come to their senses. I had never done it yet, brother elder, but but you know. Sometimes you just feel like you want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and say, can't you see what the devil's doing? What's the matter? What's the matter with you? Don't you understand? Can't you see what's happening? You see, old Judas, you know, I wonder, I wonder maybe. And it doesn't, it certainly doesn't make it any better for old, poor old Judas. And really, I shouldn't say poor old Judas. But it certainly don't make it any better for him if this is what he was thinking. But I wonder if maybe Judas was thinking, you know, Jesus has been talking about this kingdom he's going to set up. And, uh, uh, he's been talking about that before all this stuff can happen. That he's going to have to, he's going to have to die, and then he's going to ascend, and then he's going to send the promise of the Father, and all of these things that Jesus has been telling us about. And and I wonder if maybe it could have been in Judas's heart. Man, everything's just going too slow. Everything's just it's not transpiring fast enough around here. And so I think that I'll just help God's plan out a little bit. And I'll speed things up a little bit. You know, this is all in the book anyhow. This is all uh, uh, prophesied that it was going to happen anyhow. And so why don't we just speed it up a little bit and let's get the ball rolling. And let's just let the chips fall where they may. And so Judas just went ahead and got the ball rolling. But you know when he got the ball rolling, when it came a time that it was really in his heart to stop it, he couldn't stop it. It just ran right over him. The ball he got to rolling ran right over him. Oh, my God. Sometimes you get just a little ball of sin rolling before long. It's rolling over you and leaving you in its tracks. And you really didn't mean to go that far with it. Yeah, Brother Huntley said that at youth camp, Brother Elder. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. And Judas ran back into the temple and said, Here's about it. I have betrayed innocent blood. And the priest laughed at him. (laughs) What's that to us? <laughs> yeah, what, what good buddies they were, weren't they? They was really good friends of Judas, weren't they? Yeah. You see, they were just using him. Just using him. Just using him. Just using him. Oh, God. I wonder if I'm preaching to somebody here tonight that you're just being used. It might be somebody that the devil's working through that's using you, and you don't even realize what's happening. You haven't even been able to open your eyes and understand it. It might be that your pastors even preached to you and counseled with you all alone and you still haven't been able to see it. You still haven't been. But friend, if you don't wake up before long, you're going to go too far with it. And you're not going to stop the ball from going on down the hill that you started. And you're going to end up out yonder on a cliff somewhere with your guts hanging out of your belly and gasping your last breath with a rope around your neck, your tongue hanging out on your chin. Dying without God. Headed for an eternity in a lake of fire. Going to hell. (sighs) Who put it in your heart, friend? Who put it in your heart? Who put it in your heart? Who put it in your heart to backslide? Who put it in your heart to commit that sin? Who put it in your heart to lie? Who put it in your heart to commit adultery? Who put it in your heart to be rebellious? Would you just think about it? Would you just consider what I'm preaching to you tonight? Would you just ask yourself the question? Who put that in your heart? Would you just consider where that spirit come from? Would you consider the source of that attitude? And if you, would just, if you would just come to your senses and be reasonable, you would have to admit that spirit didn't come from God. That that attitude is not of the Holy Ghost. But that the devil put that in your heart. The devil gave you that spirit. The devil gave you that attitude. The devil made you rebellious. In the Gospel of Mark, the Apostle, the Gospel writer of the book of Mark, speaking of Judas, said that he sought how he might conveniently betray him. You know, there's just some people that are looking for a way out. You don't have to hang around very long to find one. Judas waited for a convenient time. He, he, he just waited for a convenient time to betray him. You know, you really wanted to backslide anyway, and you just used the little situation that arose as that an excuse to go ahead and do what you wanted to do anyhow. And you can blame it on, on, on this and that and the other, but really it's, it's, it's because that down deep in your heart you've lost your love for Jesus Christ it's because that right way way down deep inside of you somewhere there is waned in you that love for the church and the things of God and you if you'd if you'd admit it you really don't have that fire burning down in your soul like you once had it's just not way down in there the way it once was and you'd really if you'd admit it you'd you'd have to admit you are just not praying the way you used to pray and then you don't worship the way you used to worship uh, if you'd really admitted, it you'd, you'd have to admit that you're just not really as faithful as you used to be my God my God the Holy Ghost is speaking to us here tonight I wonder if we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church tonight oh God I want to take you to where he betrayed him. I want to take you to the place that Judas betrayed him. You know where it was. It was in Gethsemane. It was not a strange place to Judas. Judas had been there before. Judas had heard Jesus in agony. Judas had listened as Jesus prayed. Judas heard him pray for him all his own self. I believe that Judas heard Jesus saying, Father, now I want you to keep those that you've given to me. I want you to keep them and don't let any of them be lost. Oh, God, I I, I believe that, I believe Judas heard Jesus call his name. Father, now I want you to save Judas. Father, I want you to keep him. Judas, you see, had been to Gethsemane before. It was a familiar place to Judas. That's why that he could so readily and easily lead the multitude and the soldiers uh, to where Jesus was because Judas was familiar with Gethsemane. It was the place where Jesus uh, and Judas uh, and the disciples had gone to pray before. It was their secret abode of prayer, if you please. And in Gethsemane, Judas, betrayed Jesus. And you know, really, that's where betrayal always takes place. It'll take place in your prayer life. You'll betray him in your prayer life. All the outward trappings may look the same. And you may make everybody think everything's all right, just like Judas did for so long you see even right down at the very end the other disciples didn't really know what was happening they didn't understand that Judas was going to betray Jesus when Jesus told them right there at the last supper one of you is going to betray me ever, ever one of the disciples begin to turn to Jesus and say Lord is it I oh Master, am I the one? They had no, they had no preconceived idea of who it was. They didn't all turn and point an accusing finger at Judas. Judas had kept it from from everybody except Jesus for so long. You've already betrayed him in your prayer room, in your prayer closet, in your prayer life. Oh God. And so Judas walked up in Gethsemane. And when they come walking up, Jesus said, "Who do you seek? And the multitude and the high priests and the soldiers, they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, here I am, I'm he. You don't have to look any further. I'm Jesus. Jesus. could have kept his mouth shut. I wonder even right down to the very end if Jesus wanted to save face for Judas but no you know Judas says they just have to get down and grovel in the dust of the earth Judas is, they have got to go to the pits they can't be contented just to turn and walk away they have got to grovel right down in the muck and the mire And come and with cynical smiles upon their faces, plant a kiss on his cheek. Judas, you can't get any you can't get any more rotten, Judas. You can't get any more low down, Judas. That's as far as you can go. Because Judas, you see son, you kiss the door of heaven on your way to hell. You came and kissed the door. But you was hell bound. You was hellbound. You was hellbound. You was hellbound. Hey, friend, don't think for a second that you can't go to hell right off of this apostolic church pew. There's a way to hell from the gate of heaven. There's a way to hell from the very gate of heaven. Jesus said, Sir, there's one thing thou lackest. Sir, there's one thing thou lackest. And the rich young ruler turned and walked away sorrowfully. But, sir, you're just one step away from heaven. But he turned and walked away sorrowfully. But sir, there's just one more step to take. And he turned and walked away sorrowfully. He stood at the very gate of heaven, but turned and went to hell. Is that the lights of home I see? (laughs) Do I feel a breeze from the crystal sea? But one day before the rapture, Brother elder, somebody's going to backslide. One day before the trumpet sounds, somebody's going to backslide. My God! If they'd have just been faithful one more day, if they'd have just kept walking with God one more day, One more day. Oh yes, friend, just live for him one day at a time. You've come too far to go to hell. You've crossed too many rivers and come through too many valleys. Friend, you've you've climbed too many mountains. You've come too far to be lost. Oh. Come on back. Don't be a Judas. Rather be a Peter and come on back and fall at his feet and say god i'm i'm not worthy i'm not worthy i'm not worthy to be your son would you just let me be one of your servants would you just let me be one of your servants Come on, prodigal son. You can come on back out of the hog pen. And you can come back to the Father's house tonight. And you're going to find a merciful God, a God that's reaching for you even tonight because He loves
1: you.
0: God took time out during these three nights to bring a message to you of this nature I'm coming because he still loves you he's oh, still reaching for you and he's still trying to turn you around the past of I Come on, Mom. Come on, Dad. Come on, Heaven. You're too close, friend. You're too close to hear him say well. God. You're too close to hearing those curly gates click behind your heels. You're too close to turn away and go to
1: hell.
0: But if you're looking for it tonight, there's a way to hell from the very gate of heaven. Come on, young person, get your eyes off of the world. Turn your eyes on Jesus tonight. Get your eyes back on God. Let that love of God be renewed in your heart. Let that fire be flamed in your bosom again. Oh God, consume us tonight. Consume us tonight, God.